What's up, party people? This is your boy Frankie with another one of the Undesirables podcasts. Today, we have a lot of wonderful information for you. And if you like what you hear, please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Let's go. What's going on, everybody? This is your boy Frankie again with another one of the Undesirables podcasts. Today's sponsors are Tulip Craft Studios. Tulip Craft Studios where you can get anything that you want made. And I'm going to show you what I mean by that. For those of you that are watching at home, here is my wonderful t-shirt that I had custom made. I'm going to move the microphone away so everybody can see it. I hope that you can guess who that is. I'm just hoping. Tulip Craft Studios. Let me tell you about Tulip Craft Studios. Tulip Craft Studios is a very small crafting studio that is starting right now, as I am in podcasting. And as I am in social media as a, you know, as a presence and somebody that analyzes and does things. So this is a company that is a very, you know, motivating company. Somebody that has a lot of strength, a lot of actual hunger for everything that deals with creating what the people want. And this is the design that I wanted. It's a no, not again. But instead of having Donald J. Trump, we have Biden in it. If you like this shirt, you can actually hit them up because they're just starting and they're setting up their actual Shopify shop at Tulip Craft Studios or Tulip.CraftStudios. And there's an eight in between. So Tulip.Craft8Studio on Instagram. You can DM the person and they'll get you anything that you need done. And then the other sponsor and I am one that I believe 100% that if you believe in something, you sponsor it yourself. So I'm sponsoring my own podcast. And it sounds kind of dumb and silly, but I wrote a book. And it's a book that talks about how an analyst grabs the strategic postures of the enemy and understands them and puts them in a perspective in a way that can be digested, that can be utilized as actionable intelligence or actionable information. So that is basically what I wrote in this book, how exactly, you know, political entities and political strategists for that matter are actually coming in and doing the things that they're doing. How does it affect the perspective of the United States of America? And then why is it important? Why would this kind of information be important to you as a listener of the Undesirables podcast? If you like doing analysis as much as I do, you know, that is very important. And this is a tool that you can have in your arsenal now in print that talks about the things that we can see here today now within our borders, within our actual, you know, social construct, political apparatus, what's happening in our country and how it could affect us abroad. And the name of the book is Be Beyond the Border, Envisioning the Adversary's Tactics. I hope that you like it. We're doing an actual offer right now just to get the ball rolling and getting everything done properly. And we're going to basically going to do a couple things, you know, trying to get the word out there in a way that can benefit anybody. You know, for me, this is something as a process, you know, it's been something at the making for some time now. And it is something that I've been wanting to do for a very long time, man. So for that reason, I'm bringing it to you. You can find that on Amazon. You can find it on ebooks. You can find it pretty much anywhere. Beyond the border, envisioning the adversary's tactics.
And today, I know it's a little unorthodox. It's the first time that we've done the podcast like this, and we've talked about, you know, having a different format. For those of you being at home, you can see the logo for the podcast. You can see the Beyond the Border, you know, book on the side. I have a copy of it right here. No, I'm not a NASCAR fan or a NASCAR, you know, advertiser. But hey, man, if I believe in myself, I'm going to put everything that I have into myself, no matter what. With that being said, today I have a story for you. I have the story of a nation that came from nothing, a nation that has been completely changing ever since its inception, a nation that today, after its inception 200, 200 plus years ago, has completely moved in a way that we do not understand, some of us at least. We, we don't get it. We don't understand why we're moving the way that we're moving, in the sense that we're moving, and in the particular speed that we're moving in. It's a story of, of a nation that has its priorities completely knocked out of the park in the sense of understanding what priorities are today. Boy, in light of how the, the actual podcast works for me, or this monologue for that matter, because there's no two people debating. It's just a unilateral conversation with you, the viewer, the listener. We're going to explore how priorities have shifted in the United States and how priorities are today, 16th of February, abroad. And the particular pieces of news that I have today for you are from yesterday because I recorded the actual podcast yesterday and I completely messed up. I forgot to put the mic on. You know, just a, a newbie mistake, okay? So just just coming out here, you know, and being, being true and honest with myself. So the first piece of news that I have is the UK economy slipped into technical recession at the end of 2023. And this is from CNNBC. This is, you know, a news channel, you know, mainstream media, MSM. And the way that they're portraying it abroad, their news is completely different from what we're seeing here in America. And that's what I mean by how things are shifting, how things are changing completely in a way that we don't understand. Because in the UK, there's a lot of things that happen that I find it completely fascinating. One of the things that I find completely fascinating and completely against the norm in the United States is the fact that for those of you who didn't know this, I have a son with cerebral palsy. And my son takes anti-seizure medication because we didn't get just cerebral palsy. We got cerebral palsy and epilepsy. We got two for y'all. And that's okay. I love my son. He's the light of my eyes. and He's always going to be everything for me. I will never stop doing what I do, either at work or here or going to college or, man, just trying to be my you know better person every single day. Because I do it all for, for myself first because you have to be your own motivational person in this life and day. Because if you don't do that, you're basically cheating yourself. But then I do it for him as well. And by extension, my wife, but for him. In the UK, the medication that I have to pay here, if I was to pay out of pocket, I would pay in the United States $1,900 for his medication. And you're like, whoa, wait a minute. It's like, yeah, one of the medications alone is about 1000 about 1100 bucks. The other one was about $450, $550, depending on the market price. And then the next one is about $300. So in the UK, if my son was a citizen of the United States, or the United Kingdom, sorry, I go quickly with the US. If my son was an actual citizen of the UK, I spoke to a very good friend of mine. 
And we were doing the math. He was like, oh, yeah, it will be zero. I was like, what? It's like, yeah, zero, because he's under the age of 16. And I was like, okay, that's cool. What about if he was over the age of 16? He was like, hey, man, we'll be nine pounds, 68 pence. I was like, what? About 11, 12 bucks for every prescription that he got filled. If he had an NHS number, I believe it is, he's good to go. And I was like, huh. And how does that translate to your guys' economy? It's like, well, we pay a lot for gas, we pay a lot for electric, we pay a lot for this and that. And I was like, okay. In comparison, we pay about half of the price for the gas that we get in the United States. They pay about seven pounds. We pay 330, 330 something. So they pay double just on the gas alone. The rent is through the roof, depending on where you're at in the UK. We all understand that notion as well. All completely understandable. You know, in the, in the US is freaking crazy too. If you go to Miami, for those of us who live in Florida, like I did, you're paying 10 grand for a freaking condom a month, a month, $120,000 a year. And I'm like, huh, okay. It's something that I admire. What I noticed that their actual news and their visibility is more catered towards economical issues. They do care about the actual, you know, tabloids for that matter. They care about the politics, but they're not pushing it down your throat in a way like we see it here in America. That's the first thing that caught my attention. What caught my attention was that in their top news, their top story for the day yesterday was the UK economy has slipped technically into a recession. The first time that we have seen a recession coming our way after the Chinese issue with Evergreen. Okay, get it. The article talks about how its economy, and by its, I mean the UK's economy slipped about, you know, 20 percentage points or 20 base points, which will be 0.2% and 0.3, two quarters in a row, make it a 1.3 bull recession. Okay, I get that. That's a very important piece of news. Then we move into another part of the world. And the news for yesterday was residents of Yaz, Marumba Tenam or Teman, and surrounding told not to drink tap water due to treatment issues. And this is in Australia. This is for the Australian fan base. Shout out to Rice Melbourne, good friend of the show. We're going to be collaborating very soon with him on some of you know some of the things that he's got going on. And I'm very, very excited about that. I can't wait. They have issues with their political spectrum as well. They have their their label party. They have the actual coalition. They have the other 20 plus actual political parties that do not have a voice in parliament, but they do have a voice within the populace. And yet again, the top news for Australia yesterday was drinking water treatment. And then we move to Europe. And yesterday, the news were very basic. Russia launches missile attack on Kyiv, Munich, or in Munich, the U.S. Harris Biden aimed to reassure Europe, you know, despite the Trump issue. Putin wanted some more harder questions by Tucker Carlson. This is what matters to the EU. Talking about in the UK supplying thousands of drones to Ukraine, $458 billion or eight, sorry, $486 billion needed for Ukraine, for Ukraine to actually rebuild 
after the two-year war. The list goes on and on about mostly political garbage, things that can be fixed, but nothing about the economical issues in the UK, nothing about Australia, nothing about the United States border, just like our mainstream media is doing here. And then we look at yesterday's news again, and this is what we see. We see that the top prosecutor testifying in the Georgia's DA disqualification hearing, the one that brought up the charges against Trump, and then everything is Trump, 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 Trump. There was a shooting yesterday, you know, Kansas City Chiefs celebration from their Super Bowl win. But yet again, Trump, 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 Trump. Mortgages, Department of State, all garbage. Sincerely, all garbage. And Treasury also is promoting new rules to stop money laundering ahead of European meeting. Everything that I have told you, it is political. Nothing of it has substance that matters. That's what one like me, somebody that is analyzing crap all day long, is looking at. Because in my sincere perspective, there is a lot of issues in America that we need to be talking about. Like, mm, I don't know, border crisis, the impeachment of Alejandro Mayorgas. Hmm. Maybe more about the J6 issues. And then it goes in line. And that's why I'm pretty much, you know, banned explicit content on X, on Twitter. Well, X and Twitter is the same thing. So sorry. On YouTube, on Rumble, on everything, because we can read past the garbage. The issue that I am seeing in the world right now, it is not only that it is a fractured world, but a world that in its news channels, are basically all in line in one shape, word, or form. That's what I'm honestly seeing. I am seeing that, unfortunately, the way that we're looking at our, our world, our, our United States mode of, we can say, development today, is that everything has to be catered to politics in a way that is unhealthy for those that are either going to be voting in the next voting site or election cycle and to pretty much anybody that is trying to get the actual news of the things that matter to them in their life. Today's news in America are about one thing and one thing only. For those of you who haven't seen it, today's February 16, 2024. Alexander, Alexandre Nivaldi passed away in a prison cell in a Russian gulag. And that is the news in the United States of America because not only President Biden, but then, doubling it down, Vice President Harris came in and said that this is the actual testament of how brutal can Vladimir Putin be. Okay. Second thing that came out is, oh, Putin definitely killed him. That's what Biden said. As somebody that is currently training and going to college and studying, and understanding a little bit more how international relationships work, this is the equivalent of a slap in the face against Russia. One more time. It is not enough that we are trying to send them $98 billion more than we spend in the Marine Corps this past year. But now we have to personally attack the man that is controlling a bunch of nukes across the world from us. Not that he's going to come out and do anything about it, but why? Why, 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 oh, why? Why do we have to be like this? I'm not saying that Vladimir Putin is a great man. I'm not saying that he is. There's knight in shining armor that America needs. 
I'm not saying he's not in shining armor that the world needs right now, but he is a head of state. And you, as a president and vice president of the United States, no matter if you got the CIA working and actively seeking information abroad or anything like that, that doesn't give you the right to call out another man out like that. That's the way that I look at it. There's a saying in, in our you know in our society that says that you can get a lot more with honey than with shit. This is one of those instances. Because the promotion of democracy and of ideas does not have to be tied with enticing a world leader because he potentially did something that you have no proof of. And if you do have proof, this is a perfect time for you to bring that proof out. Wouldn't you say, boys and girls? Wouldn't you say that this will be the perfect time for anybody within our actual political spectrum? Get a good win like that. I'm going to give you what I would have done if I would have been in the Biden campaign or the Biden administration. Deal with this particular issue. First call that I would have made was to the director of CIA. Hey, what you got? What you mean what you got, sir? What you got? Do you have any possibility, any of your information, human or otherwise, that can tie the death of Alexander Navalny to the actual Putin regime? And that would have been more like, oh, yeah, Mr. Whatever that you want to put me on in the administration, I'm going to give a shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, we got this. Like, okay, okay. can I have it on my desk within the next two hours? I want you to give me a good prime. And I would have read up on all that garbage. And then I would have stood in front of that podium. And then I would have addressed the American people. And this is what I would have said. Today, we have seen what the actual absolute power of one dignitary in the world can do to the ideas of freedom that the United States of America has always been holding dear to the creation of friendships and the creation of allies abroad. Today, we see that the actual life of Alexander Navalny has been extinguished by the Vladimir Putin regime. Vladimir Putin is not only the actual person responsible for this, but here is the proof. And then I would have had somebody put it up, you know, like, like, let's say a little CCTV camera thing going like, ah, they're beating the hell out of him or something like that. This is what we want to prohibit in America. And we want to make sure that everybody in America understands that if you have different ideas of what we have in the current administration, that in America, we believe in the Constitution of the United States. We believe in the Declaration of Independence and in the Bill of Rights. And that my administration will never attack another opponent in a way that we can be perceived that this is what the United States, and then I'll point back again to the, to the thing, like, that this is what the United States of America can become. The United States of America will never falter to these ideas that one man can hold all the power when I am here by the people and for the people. Today, we mourn the death of somebody that believed in democracy more than his actual own existence in this world. Today, we believe and we mourn with the Navalny family. We believe that his ideas will never die. And then one day, Russia can come to see the grave issue that this man, and I will point back again to the fucking thing, like, Boom, that this man has brought to its shores. He might, he might be pro-Russia, but he's not pro-Russians. He believes in an empire that is only controlled by one person. We believe that you as a Russian people hold the power to Russia because you make it what it is, a great country within our world. A country that can coexist with everybody else, even with the capabilities of nuclear power that it has. Because 
you, the people of Russia, are there to stop him. And now going back again to the thing to do this. Tell me that this shit does not sound fucking amazing right now. That's a little knock that motherfucker out of the park. That's exactly what I would have done. But yet again, they want to come in and be like, rah, 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 rah. the attack is a little too much, man. Like you're talking about the man. You're not talking about the dignitary at this point. Just because you perceive him as a dictator doesn't mean that you have to treat him as such. What do what we get from that? We don't get shit. He would have been a lot more respectful, I would say, and more open to opening our lines of communication. Again, have been open for so many years before this shit. He'll be open to coming back and say, okay, you got to retract that shit, man. No, we're not. We're not going to fucking say shit. Why? Well, because you suck. That's why. Because you had your fucking political opponent killed, you dumbass. Maybe if we kind of work together, we can get some shit going on. You can have some real fucking elections in your country. And not saying in Russian TV that every possible opposition has been taken out. Literally, that's what they said a week ago. Yeah, no, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, Mr. President, we know you're going to win. Yeah, high five. Good job, Putin. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? I'm sorry that I'm getting profanity, but I'm just a little like, <laughs> like, what are you guys doing? Next scenario that I want you to think about is how can the Biden administration get a win in this presidency? And I have to take a drag from my babe because this is one for the history books, boys and girls. The first vote came in, it did not pass. And by vote, I mean the actual impeachment of Alejandro Mayorkas. It didn't happen, bro. You're like, why? Well, whoa, 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 hold up. The Republicans have an idea. This is, this is literally what Mike Johnson and everybody else up there said. We have an idea. We're missing some people. We're not going to get the vote passed. So, well, some of us have to vote nay. So, we can actually retract the vote and say, no, we want to switch the vote now. So that way we, we kind of get a feel. Again, political fucking theater. We get a little feeler out there to see, to see what we got going on her. And I'm like, okay. Every Republican in line has to vote with some wonderful Democrats out there. Has to vote to pass it to the Senate. And then the, that goes to the desk of the president. If the Democrats are smart and want to get some good votes on this election, this is what they would say. And I'm going to get back into character, okay? So just, <laughs> just, just stay with me for a minute. Because I find this shit comical as fuck. And this is just actual strategy. This is how somebody has to play it out in front of the decision makers. So they understand what the hell is going on. I will stand in front of the podium. I will actually... I, whoa, whoa, then let me come back. Let me come back a little bit. Before standing in front of the podium, I will go and talk to my people in Congress and be like, hey, I just heard. It's like, yes, Mr. President, we heard. What happened? Well, you know, they, they want to they wanna impeach him, bro. You know, he he messed up. If we want to get technical, you know, from the actual Report 7, for those of you who don't know, Report 7 is, is actually, it talks about the actual cost of the immigration crisis is about 480 some billion dollars. And yes, I said 480 some billion dollars. Most of it is being paid by the actual states. The rest comes from our economy and the cost that illegal immigration is having in our economy as a projection for fiscal year 2023, that for some magical reason, nothing has come out after that. Great. Fourth quarter is done. Ain't nobody saying shit. Great. I love it. Freaking love it. And then in the report, it talks about how the actual legislature feels and the administration feel about Alejandro Mayorkas. Not a good, not a good look, bro. Not a good look. If you want to look it up or anything like that, go to my ex and then it's all in there. It's buried a little deep, but it's in there. It's about, 
I think it's one of the book. Actually, I don't think I know it is one of the bookmarked media pieces that I have put up. Okay, cool. So I will talk to my people, be like, "Yo, what happened?" It's like, "Whoa, Mr. President, or whatever title you want to give me, I don't want to be the president of the United States." I'm just saying, just to kind of role play it here. So bear with me. I'll be like, "Hey, man, what happened?" Now, I'm all, you know, the one again, Mr. President, you know, we're telling you again, on Mr. Douchebag, they want to impeach him. They're going to impeach him. He gone. Okay, is it going to pass through the Senate? Well, this is what we want to talk to you about, sir. Hear me out here. Okay, let's see that the let's say right that we've got the money, but we want to give more money out there for Ukraine and Israel and everybody else and their mother in Gaza and, you know, whoever else wants to put their hand up. How about we do this, sir? How about we go ahead and talk to the American people and tell them that Mr. Mayorkas has not done a good job, that he has given us service for the past 20 years. And here are the caveat, 20 years. What happens in the federal government or government state? Let me come back again. Or in the state government when you hit 20 years, you can retire, right? You got to have the age to get Social Security and all the other garbage you're going to get. I'm pretty sure this man don't need no Social Security. He's going to be well off. He has, he's making about $250,000 a year. He, he should have some money set aside. Plus all the other deal that he's probably done with some people. I'm, allegedly. You know, we, we got to say that too. Allegedly. How about we do this, sir? How about we let the actual impeachment thing go around? And then we thank Congress and the Senate for sending this to our attention because we did not know that Secretary Mayorgas was doing this and that we, at the end of the day, believe in the American people and the security of the American people and that we're going to do everything in our power, even if we ain't going to do shit. We believe in the power of the American people and how when the people have spoken, we have to act. How about we say something like that? All right, brother, I got you. I can say something. Here we go. This is what I would say. Say, good evening, America. Today, an issue has been brought to the attention of the administration. As you know, a lot of us have seen the issues that are happening in our southern border and in our northern border that a lot of people don't even know about. We see that there's people that have been coming into the United States illegally. And in the beginning of this particular crisis, we noticed that most of the people that were coming in were of good intention. People that needed the help of the American people. And said, as Americans, within our administration, we extended an olive branch. And we extended a token of the moral values in which this country got founded. And we accepted them with open arms. But today, this crisis has doubled. And in some points right now, it is about to triple. Of people coming in unchecked to our southern border and northern border. Unchecked in a way that we do not understand how, how the American people and our administration did not catch it before it continued to happen. Today, we're here to tell you that Congress has voted on the impeachment of Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. We, as the actual executive branch of the United States, we believe that every one of our secretaries has the power to do what he sees fit. They are vetted through Congress and the Senate. They have been deemed to be the best of the best in their craft. But today, unfortunately, Mr. Majorgas failed us. And this will come at a high cost to the American people, at a cost that you and I will pay for. But under the token of the findings of the Articles of Impeachment and going through the Senate, going through the actual House of Representatives, 
We believe that we can turn this around. That's why we're sitting here today telling you that we made a mistake, but we're here to fix it. That's what you voted for us for. You voted for us because you believe that we had the power to take Donald J. Trump out of a horrible presidency, out of a presidency that was bringing the worst out of the American people. Again, and this is just make-believe, right? You put little, you know, Charlottesville riots and all that kind of shit, and then you put the J6 garbage. Okay, great. Awesome. Even if it was a seven, allegedly. But yet again, you put all, that, all the little schemes in the background, right? And then you look back at the camera. This is what America could have turned to, but we made it happen. We came in with the idea that our border was secure and that the president before us left us a secure border because he said he was going to build the wall, but apparently he didn't. He did not. And we're here to tell you that today, as we speak, we're finishing up the draft for the new border crisis. Put a title to it, bro. Just put a fucking title to it. Border crisis, crisis douchebag act of 2024. And then you say, but in the same way that our borders need to be secure, in the same way that our country needs to have the ability to be sovereign and to go against any invasion or go against the powers of any foreign or domestic person attacking our constitution, the one document that we hold dear after the Bible, because you got to plug in, you know, you got to plug in the religion, bro. You got to believe it. Clucks. Boom, get that popular going with me. Because first is God and then it's country. And since God has given me the ability to govern, now I'm listening to the actual people in the country. The same way that our sovereignty should not be attacked by foreign entities or domestic, neither should the Ukraine. And then you start flashing like new stuff, looking like, oh, Ukraine got hit with this bullshit. Like, oh, wow. Uh, Bombs here, bombs there. Like you do the little clips of shit going on in Ukraine. The same way that the people of Gaza have been displaced, the civilians have suffered the tragedies of war in a way that has never been seen before in our history. And it has, you know, in World War II, I don't know, the Jews getting killed and all that shit. You know, like the real stuff that actually happened. Like, come on, man. It's war. What else do you expect, people? Anyways, but. And then you go go a little further, right? Because, you know, you got the Ukraine money, now you got the Gaza money. And we need your support for you to call your congressman and women, for you to call, call your senator and tell them how imperative the border crisis is. But in the same way, we need to protect the world. Because without the world, America could falter. We need to take control of the actual borders of our country. Yes, we do. But we also need to take care of the actual threats that are harping our national security abroad, like the conflict in the Ukraine. And the displacement of the actual people of Gaza, again, another more newsflash, like, boom, 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 the little kids crying and shit like that. Like the people in Gaza that are suffering. And we're going to institute a program with this money as well, that we will close fully the borders of the United States. We will help Congress and the Senate for the impeachment of Secretary Alejandro El Macaracachimba Mayorgas. But we will also think of you, America, because you have suffered like I have suffered. And then you close it right there. And the Oscar goes to you, Frankie. You know, that kind of shit, bro. In the backdrop, this is a conversation that needs to happen. 
conversation that needs to happen is very cut, dry, quick, and simple, very quickly. Hey, Mayorgas. Hey, what's up, Mr. President? How you doing, sir? Oh, hey, man, I don't think you're going to like this conversation. Let's tone it down a little bit because you're going to be pretty fucking pissed in about five seconds from now. What the hell you mean, sir? Well, you heard that you getting impeached, right? Well, that shit ain't going through the Senate. Well, actually, it is. What in the... What? What? What in the damn the crack in the fucking button? Yeah, can calm down, Alejandro. Alejandro, calmate. 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 Calm down. Like, oh, okay. Now he's going to do a little point date, like, my shirt. Like, hmm. Calmate, cabrón. Okay. You got 25 years in service right now. We're going to get you some good recommendation letters. Before your impeachment actually happens, you're going to leave for personal reasons. You're going to be out of the public eye for the next year. And after the election, you have two choices. More than likely, we're not going to win, but we're going to try to push it with this, and we're going to make you the, the actual scapegoat. Because in my opinion, that's what he is. He's just a fucking scapegoat right now. He's just an scapegoat waiting to happen. Is a perfect scapegoat. The, the, the closer to uh, actually August, the better. Because he's going to be great. Because they can plug in another candidate. It's the idea. It's the idea floating around the internet. It is the idea floating around in the actual circles of DNC. Just saying. Somebody else might pick up the reins. He seems a little frail right now, don't he? Look at him in the shirt. He looks a little frail. So, wait, we're going to need you to step down. I'll give you the recommendation letters. You're going to go work for Boeing or whatever other fucking shithole company you want me to work for. Make a million dollars plus a year. Hit it for six. Come back again if you want to. I wouldn't come back because you got a bad, bad report for sure. Yeah, man, that was, was a good shot. I was like, well, I need two million. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Shit, just get the fuck out of here so we can close this shit up and, you know, try to get one out of this bitch. And that is literally exactly what you have to do. That, that's my two takes on it. This is how you could have handled an actual issue in a way that, it, oh, I don't know, and made fucking sense. Yeah. Yeah, that made sense. Yet again, here we are. I know it's a little unorthodox, you know, show today, but this is what we got for you today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you like this kind of content, please follow me, like, retweet it on X at FrankieUSN1987. Secondly, if you're interested in doing this kind of analysis like I am, and if you want to support it, gifts and go backslash analytics upgrade. We need to upgrade our equipment so we can go out on the field and do more extensive work. And that is only going to be able to happen with your support. Please click on gifts and go backslash analytics upgrade to show us your support. Third, tulip.crafts 8 studio. If you want to get this shirt soon, we're going to put it on the actual shop and the actual website that we have the link for in my ex. So you can actually get it. If you want to support the channel, we will get 10% of the proceeds to charity. And then for me, the content creator, we will get an actual piece of it as well. If you want to support us fully and you believe in the actual analysis that we're doing as well, and you want to read more about the actual way that me as an analyst will sit down, we will dissect things and try to spin it and make it into something different, control the narrative and that kind of idea beyond the border, envisioning the adversary's tactics. It is live on Amazon. If you want to get your actual paper copy, if you do not ebooks.com, you can find it there as well for your actual electronic copy. If you want to, you can hit me on X and I will try to give you a code, which I will be saying on the podcast coming up because we have a code for those of you that want to be added to our actual newsletter. It's going to be 
bi-monthly or monthly. We're going to do a poll very soon to actually get that down. You can actually have the book at a fraction of the price. I don't care if I make money out of it. For me, the engagement with you, the actual listener, and the actual person that engages with me in any shape or form is more important than making money, sincerely. Because it's about exchanging ideas. It's about the debate. It's about the possibility of us learning from one another and helping one another in a way that can be fruitful. So again, this is the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. I hope you have a quick laugh on how you know the president was doing. And if I did good and if you liked it and you watched it, hit a like, follow, subscribe on X. Frankie USN 1987. Thank you again. And I'll see you on the next one. Unfortunately, guys, we have come to another end of the Undesirables podcast with your host, Frankie. If you want to continue the conversation, please follow me on social media at FrankieUSN1987, Next Rumble, and YouTube. Thank you again for being here, and I hope that you are here for the next one. Let's go.